When Shamrock Rovers got one back, tears came to my eyes. When we went two went up and I heard those thousands of Sligo people, I was proud and we went out and won. Best town in the world. Best town in the world. Best town in the world. More drama here. Chilani. North. Elding. 3-2. They've been looking for Stenson's head away at the far post. And over it comes Elliot. Stenson! One more. It's episode 29 of the Bitter Red Supporters Trust podcast brought to you by the White Hag Brewing Company of Ballymote Sligo. Uh, we're still top of the league. We have a slightly reduced show for you this week, uh, mid-season lull, um, mid-season break. So we've taken the uh, the pedal off the gas a little bit. But that's not to say that um, we won't be bringing you some good stuff. We're going to talk about the upcoming game against the Drada and um, we're going to give away a case of uh, White Hag and um, with the uh, hashtag beer scorecast competition that we've been running over the last number of weeks uh, quite successfully we're going to have a discussion around um the um the european draw for the the uefa conference league which is going to take place on the 15th and the 16th of next month um sorry of next week the 15th and 16th of june i should say and that's for the first round and the second round of the competition so they'll take place on consecutive days next week and uh, we'll finish things up at um by looking at uh, potential players that might or the type of players that we might like to see to come into the club when the window opens on the 1st of July. So, uh, as always, we're joined by um, the regular crew. We've got uh, Jerry O'Connor. Jerry, how are things? Thanks, Connor. All good. Uh, we've got Shane McGoo McGoldrick. McGoo, how are you? I'm good, Connor. Thank you. And uh, Dunner is just in from work and he's made it by the skin of his teeth. How are you? Not too bad, Connor. All good. So, um, well, what can we say about um, the the draw of the game? I suppose um, just before we kick off, we got a, we had a huge response to the last episode, uh, episode twenty eight, where we spoke to Dan McDonald. We also spoke to Bob Coggins from the White Hag, but um, we got it was a very popular conversation, or it's proved a really popular conversation. Um, and um, just to say thanks to everybody who has listened and to to share the podcast um, because it's one that um, will remain relevant for weeks and months ahead. Um, so you can share it with um, your your friends and give it a review or give it a, a like on whatever platform you're listening to the podcast. Um, but just push it out there because uh, it has got such a, a good reception and we're grateful for everyone who's listened. So, uh, Drada, in, on Saturday in the showgrounds, um, I presume we'll have a clean bill of health, although I haven't heard otherwise. I was in the showgrounds today. The pitch looks absolutely immaculate. I know some of you actually were in there on the pitch uh, after the last home game before the break. Um you were you were in there, Jerry. What did it look like? Yeah, I was in there for for a wee while, and Magoo was there for for longer than myself. But um, yeah, it looked really really good. Um, as the groundsman was saying, you'd hardly know that there was a match played on it the night before. It didn't cut up whatsoever at all. Um, so yeah, and I know they've done a lot of work in the last couple of weeks on it. Um, yeah. just uh, doing maintenance work, and it looks really really good. Yeah, I think people know, like if, you, if you've been watching anything on um, Watch LOI anyway, you'll know in around the gold areas were a bit uh, patchy and yeah. the penalty spot was a bit of a, wasn't, uh, either, I think both penalty spots are not in too great condition. But um, you can, when you're in there now, you can see they've patched those up and it looks really nice, really neat. Um, 
Magoo, you must have, you probably had a good inspection of it recently, have you? Yeah, I was on, well, I was at the site the other day. Yeah, it looks like a carpet. It's even, even compared to that day we were on a jury, it's, um, it looks immaculate this week. It really does. It's, uh, yeah. And obviously, I didn't walk on it. So I wasn't going on to it. I was leaving it. But from the side, like, it just looks in pristine condition. But the weather, the weather's been perfect between now and the last game. We've had lots of rain. We've had lots of sun. It's been perfect, like, you know. Yeah. I've had a bit of rain now and that for Saturday night. Just a wee bit of rain before, so it'll just be fizzing across us. It'll be deadly. Yeah. Um, so uh, we are looking at a 7.45 kickoff on uh, Saturday night. And, um, well, I suppose Northern Longford, Drada are another one of these teams that we've got to be really careful about. Um, they're, they're, um, they're, you know, we've seen that they're tenacious at the site. And um, um, what will you be looking for, Sean, from, from I suppose, our, our back four goalkeeper, uh, that's all, all sound. We know what to expect there. Um, we'll get Bulger back. What, what will you be looking for midfield up top? Um, I think you'll be looking at Bulger and Moore and come, staying in the centre anyway. And then up top, I suppose with Romeo's suspension coming in, it'll be who comes in for him. Will it, It'll stay more than likely be Danny Kenny come in, I'd assume. Um, judging by his performance against Strada away from home, it was effective, and I think that's it. It's Walter, Walter Gibson, and Johnny, and oh, the freeze probably maybe. Yeah, you'd have actually, to imagine, yeah, I'd actually like to see the freeze start. And you'd have to imagine now that he'd be he'd be primed to to hit the ground running. I mean, he's 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 proven himself as well over the last number of appearances that he's 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 right up there now again. I think. Absolutely, the day he started there, he was excellent. So he was, and you know, anything after that, he's been decent. So I think he's ready. I think he's due a start at this stage. I think it's a Romeo being out for a little while is a is a perfect opportunity for him to come in and prove his worth again and just show how good he is. Yeah, um, Jerry, what's sort the of challenge you expecting from Drada? They've scored, you know, they score in. I'm just having a look at the record here. Um, they lost to Shamrock Rovers one nil. But aside from that, I think they've scored in every other game um, that they've played in. So they've definitely got goals in them. We know that. Yeah, I suppose uh, just kind of starting off, Connor. Um, I wouldn't put them in the the same category as Longford whatsoever. Would you not? I think they're no, absolutely not. I think they're streets ahead of Longford. Oh yeah, um, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, yeah. Um, I think they're they're. I think go back to the start of the season. Um, I think it was kind of calling them out as the dark horse this year. Um, they signed really, really well. Look, kind of geography has kind of helped them in that regard uh, to kind of get players that we wouldn't really pick up. The likes of Dan Massey that yeah. maybe can play a part-time and play, play part-time and is still a, a top, top player. Um, but yeah, they, they've, they seem to be scoring goals and it seems to be spread around the team. Uh, not, they're not just relying on, on one player and there's still the likes of Dinny Corcoran to, to come back into the side as well and yeah, so yeah, look, they've, just, they've looked like they've got a, a really strong squad and a real solid kind of setup. So I think it's going to be, it's probably not one of the games I'd actually like to start off coming back from the break with because I just think that they're they're a team that really do be on the front foot and they're they're all action and all go. Um, it, it'll be a really, really, really tough test. First goal, I think, is just going to. It's going to you know coming back after the break. It's going to be so so important to whichever side gets it. 
Um, Tim Cowell is, or Tim, uh, not Tim Cowell, but um, uh, Tim Clancy. Tim Cowell. Who's Tim Cowell? Uh, Everton next. <laughs> there you go, yeah. Next yeah. Uh, good Irish man. Uh, Tim Clancy's really proven himself as well. And I heard him speaking, I don't, I'm not sure where I heard him speaking a number of weeks ago, but he is absolutely committed to, um, you know, he's not using Andrada as a quick stepping stone to get him somewhere else. You know, I think most people know that he's this story of him working two jobs. Um, he says he doesn't necessarily need to do it, but he, he just needs to get a bit of more income coming into the, the family and all that. But I guess my, my point is that he's really committed to this project. And um, uh, you can see it in the team that he in his, the team that he's creating, and they're definitely playing for him. Yeah, he seems to be really passionate, doesn't he? Um, and he's, uh, as you say, look, he's working two jobs, but he seems to be the type of guy that eats, breeds and, and lives for football. And um, look, we know from when he was with ourselves, he's, when he was on the pitch, he was wholehearted and committed and he was a very good player as well. And he seems to have brought that kind of those, those good qualities with him to, uh, to management. Um, he seems to have the group really behind him as well. I think when you've got a manager like that, that you can see his boss and his ass uh, in every which way that it's, you, you know, you'd like to think that the players would buy into that. If, if they don't buy into that, like what's, what's the point of playing football? Yeah. So I, I think he has that, he has that mentality in, in the squad and uh, fair juice to him. Look, he, he comes across as a really good guy. Just hopefully they don't bring that game on Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, do we know? So, um, there's obviously a suspension for for Romeo. Do we know the one game or is it two two games? Does it, I don't know. Does anybody know the the lowdown of that? Usually, what happens? Sorry, I don't want to call in, but usually, what happens is it's so it's an automatic one game suspension. Then it goes to a disciplinary committee whenever they meet. I think it's every couple of weeks or whatever, and they decide what or if there is an additional ban. So it could be none. It could be one. It could be two you know, on top of the yeah. automatic one. People are assuming that it's an automatic three-game ban. It's not. It's one game. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, in reflection, I don't know if um, I've spoken to a few people about it since um, since the incident happened. Like, um, the more I think about it, it's, it was a crazy decision. Like, you know, I really think it was... I can't... I think yeah. they... I think to be more inclined to be lenient because um, it's really difficult to tell. I won't break over all calls, but... Um, let's, let's talk down that road again, Connor. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and it'll yeah. depend what's in the referee's report as well. And I, I can't, I can't imagine that the referee, um, is going to go and you know go too hard. Like it was, look, we've had this discussion. And Sitting Magoo said, uh, I think everybody knows my feelings on it from the last podcast. Um, but uh, I, I just think it was ridiculous, and I, I think the referee, you know, was hindsight uh, in res- in respect to hindsight that he won't, they won't go down too hard. And I, I think it'll be a a travesty if they did in fairness to the guy. Yeah. Um, definitely important to get three points here. Uh, harps are, are, Shams are playing Harps, so um, the pressure is going to be, you imagine there'll be three points there in Tala for Shamrock Rovers. Um, Pats are away to Longford. You kind of fancy Pats there, so the pressure will be will be maintained, I suppose, at the top of the table. Uh, I, it is, yeah. Look, this is, this is what it boils down to now when you're top of the table. Every game is a pressure game. You can't be... You have to just assume that all the rest around you are going to pick up wins and you have to do the same. You have to be on your game every game. Um, you have to assume that Shams, after the break, are probably going to have a few of their injuries come back and 
they'll be in a stronger position. You're expecting to take three points at home to Harps. So we have to, like, and, and it's going to be no easy task against Strata. Like, as Jerry says, they're very good. I, under, I understand what you're saying, Connor, about them being like Longford in the fact of their work rate. They'll, they'll, they'll work like Trojans. Like, they'll, they'll, mirror to her, they'll mirror their manager, basically. Like, they'll, they'll work their asses off on the pitch just as much as he does off it. And they'll they'll press, they'll be high energy, they'll be they won't they won't stop for the ninety minutes and they have quality dotted around the pitch then as well. Like so they're very dangerous side. Um, and we just have to be on it from from right from the goal. Yeah. It, it is a big opportunity as well for them, Magoo, because they're they're on they're on twenty two points. Uh you know, if 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 Pat's drop points, um Drawed are right in the mix there in the top three, like you know. So it's a big opportunity for them, and I guess they'll be they'll be looking to catch us on the bounce. They'll say they'll uh, Tim Clancy will be telling them that Derry caught Slag Rovers on the hop. They're there to be taken if if you can get at them. Yeah, well they'll they'll be looking. at This is a great time to play us. Like they would have the break would have they would have been loving to have the break come when it did with the form we were in. So, um, look. As Jerry said, the first goal, I think it'll be it'll be vital. Like they've conceded nearly all their games as well. Like I know they've scored, you've seen they scored a lot of them, but I think apart from Longford and Waterford, they've conceded in all the rest of them. So like you have to fancy us if it comes to a shootout, that um like we'd we'd have more firepower than even with Romeo miss. Um so but uh, like Jerry said, for, I think the first goal is vital. Really is vital. Like again, that top of the table thing, if you go one down the pressure like a lot of the lads in that team are used to being top of the table they've never been in this position before apart from Greg and Gary or whatever but yeah. that's that's about it you know so all the little things like that it just adds every bit all a bit more pressure being top of the table to little things like that so I think first goal is, is really vital on Saturday just talking about like the goals that that, that um, Drawd have conceded they've not conceded more than two goals in any, any of their games so if they take a lead you can't, they, we can't afford to let them score again if we're taking a win in this game. Yeah, I didn't realise that stat, Connor. Um, and it just shows, I think, look, uh, looking at the game so far this season, um, how many games, how many rounds have we played? 14 games, 14, 14 rounds now by five. What's that in terms of maths? That's about 90 games, isn't it? No? 70, you think? 70, okay. So way out. <laughs> but in the 70 games, and I brought this stat up before, there's only been one game that's been nil all this season, which is unbelievable. Every single game there's been goals. Yeah. And I would say of those 70 games or 69 games, um, there'd be probably only one goal between the sides in most of them. And yeah. every game is with a 10 team division, every game is nip and tuck, every game is tough. There's no real uh whipping boys. And we've even seen it with 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 Waterford, like they're not a bad side. They've had a, a huge amount of bad luck, I think, and they've had a huge amount of unrest in the background. And, like, they're still a tough team to beat. And, look, Drada is, as McGill was in there, Drada are really going to fancy their chances uh, coming up to, up to the showgrounds. Um, and it's just about coming out of the break, getting off to a good start. And I just think, look, the first goal in every game is always important, but I just think coming back from the break, being top of the table, that is going to have a huge bearing on the game. And as you say, look, if if Drade score once, you might get a draw, but it'll be very, very difficult to beat them if they score first. Yeah, It'll be interesting to see, does he go with the five across the middle as well, like he did in the second half against us? 
Yeah, you know, because that really, that, uh, yeah, that really drowned us out in the second half. They took complete control of the game, and yeah. you know, even you look at like we did ride our luck a bit that in that second half because they missed some really really good chances. Like they were gifted chances, really. So you know, we got to be aware of that again. Like it was a soft goal that we conceded, but after that, they did have brilliant chances. They could have went on to win the game, no problem. Yeah, remind us of the goal. I can't remember it again. It was the high ball into the box, and, and McGinty uh, dropped it, and it yes, yeah, went from there. But yeah. as I say, he's made up for that since. Yeah, well, just just on that, it's good to see that he's been voted uh, Player of the Month as well. I'd say that was, um, I'd say he probably won that by I won't say a fair distance, but he probably he probably well, well deserved. That's what I, I guess what I'm trying. It to is say. well deserved, yeah, definitely, yeah. because he he really has. Um, he really has warmed up as the season's progressed. Like, you know, he's he's right on it now, like, you know. He's a big moments player as well, you know. He's coming up exactly when he needed. He's yeah. coming up trumps. Yeah. Uh, will we give away a bit of beer are we around this game? Um, we'll do our um, our regular score prediction competition on um, Twitter and on, um, on Facebook. Really, this thing happens on Twitter. We use the, uh, the hashtag uh, beer scorecast. And you can tag uh, the trust on Twitter and tag the uh, White Hag Brewing Company on Twitter and give us your predictions for the Sligo Rovers draw the game. And uh, the winner will be announced, uh, Jerry, is it right to say, on the aftermatch reception post game on Saturday evening? Yeah, so uh, we'll announce it during the, during the middle of that. Um, I, I actually do put it up on Facebook as well. So Yeah, okay. Uh, and can... The hashtag works, hashtag works on, on Facebook as well. Yeah. yeah. So hashtag beer scorecast and that's what thanks to our sponsors, the White Hack Brewing Company. And um yeah, so keep an eye out for that and um get your uh, get your, your predictions in. So just on that, um uh Jerry, what are you expecting on Saturday evening? In terms of result or yeah, in terms of result, I suppose. Um I I think I think both teams like I'm not a betting man to be honest, but I think both teams will score, and I I'd like to think that we can. I think we'll get a late late winner for maybe two one, um, uh, and Johnny Kenny, he had a good performance against Strada the last the, the the game up in United Park, and um, he was really on his toes, you know, for that the shot that the, the keeper parried. Um, so yeah, that's right. Um, so I I I think he's his birthday today. I think isn't it? Yeah. Birthday and leaving cert yeah. day one. Yeah, it's, it's, it's some week for him. <laughs> yeah, so goal against Stroud, it'd be really, uh, really round off the week. So gonna go for two one Rovers and uh, Johnny Kenny to get the winner. Wow, that'll be that'll be incredible. Magoo, what do you, what does it look like for you? Um, yeah, um, sure. I think um, uh, like I think this is just such a big game. I think it's a pivotal game in the season, really coming yeah. back from coming back from the break, and I just think. If we have any ambitions for going on to be in the title race to the end, I think we have to win this one. And I think the likes of Bulger and Buckley and them experienced players in the restroom will know that. And I think we'll get us over the line 2-1. And I'm going with Jerry too. Johnny's birthday today, so I'll go with him for the winner as well. Happy birthday, Johnny. Daughter. <laughs> <laughs> the right old age going? of 18. Yeah. Don't be calling him young Johnny Kenny anymore. Every time to say his name, it's young Johnny Kenny. Yeah, oh, he's gone. That's gone now. That's over. He's over. Gone now. He's no man now. 
I hope he hasn't been flat out in the bear now as well for the last year. Days. <laughs> I don't think so. Happy birthday to Ronnie Matthews as well while we're at it. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what do you the think? Same birthday. It's remarkable. It's funny, like, when you think about it, like, you know, as the conversation is progressing, you know, the whole idea of momentum, um, it just, it, it, like, it just really is such a, it's such, it's such a big game, really. Donald, what do you think? I think the break is going to be key for us. I think it's actually going to benefit us an awful lot. I yeah. think a couple of key players have been rested now. I think the likes of Gary Buckley, Bulger and that. Because you have to bear in mind that Bulger didn't play football last year, really. He missed majority of the season, so it's coming hot and heavy for him this year. So that we break will have done him the world of good. Um, Gary Buckley as well. It's it's important for them all to get a wee rest because we play at a high level. We're very intense in our in our play. So, you know, a wee break away, just switch off and relax for a few days has been brilliant. I think we're going to win this, not handily, obviously, because it's, it's a tough game, but I think we're going to win a 3-1. I think Clancy, I think Clancy might overcomplicate it for himself. And I think Buckley will have the answers for him. I think I think he's going to outsmart him. I think he'll have learned Buckley will have learned a lot from that second half away from home. And I think you've seen it this season that he's outsmarted every manager that's come across him that's tried to out-tactic them, as uh, Sam Allardyce says. <laughs> uh, so I think, you know, he's come up with the answers against Bradley and all these so-called new newfound geniuses of the game. So uh, I, I, I think it's going to be 3-1. I, I think we might be just comfortable enough. You're Connor, expecting... Well, hopefully, well, hopefully um, um, Clancy might see an opportunity and go for it rather than sitting in, like, because if he goes for the same area, if it comes to a shootout, you'd have to fancy us. You see, that's the thing, Magoo. I don't think he will sit in at all. I think that's what we'll get out of him, right? Because they haven't sat in at all this season. They've been very attacking. You know, they, they go and play the game the right way and you have to hand it to them. Yeah. But I think we'll have the answers to that. I think we will. I think Buckley will have them outsmarted. I'd say you could even see, it wouldn't surprise me to see a slight tactical switch in ourselves. Yeah, he's done that a few it's, times already this season. Yeah. Just, just to go back to a point that Sean made there uh, in terms of the, the break and how it was, uh, could do us good. So, so I suppose I w- would tend to, I, I would like to agree with that and I do agree with that and I hope it works out like that. And, but just to pick up on that point, we actually have a lot of players uh, within our first team, probably 13 players or so, that actually haven't played a lot of senior football previous to this season. Um, so that break might do them good. I'm talking about like the likes of Johnny Kenny, Jordan Gibson, uh, Romeo, even who wouldn't have played a lot of football in the last season or two. Um, Johnny Kenny, John did I say him? Or sorry, uh, yeah, John Mann, um, Greg Bulger, um, uh, Mark Byrne. Yeah. So all those lads actually haven't played a lot of football last season um, or haven't played senior football at all. Yeah. Um, so that break... You know, because the season is so intense, that break might actually do us quite good and to be able to recharge the batteries. And even though they're young lads, it's still such a big step up uh, for 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 a lot of them, you know. And so I think it'll be good. The fact that the break isn't so long as well. Yeah. You know, it'd be worse yeah. if it was maybe three weeks or, you know, touching into four weeks or something stupid like that. But, you know, it's it's what? It's been not even, it's not even two weeks, really. Yeah, it's you just know, one so, weekend. Yeah. yeah, so it's hopefully, just a couple of days off. It's a couple of days off and they're back training what the last two or three days now, I think. Yeah. I mean when people uh, said that the break was coming at the wrong time for Slagger Rovers, I I disagreed because uh because we are relying on such a I know you mentioned those players, Jerry, but 
we're relying on such a small squad that any yeah. I feel that any um, injection of rest is the wrong kind of terminology to use, but any any opportunity to rest the legs, um, I think, will stand to us uh, over the course of the season, and particularly the mainstays that we're looking at, uh, your Buckleys, Mahans, Bulgers. Uh, I think any rest we can give them, uh, it's all the better for us. So um, yeah, it's. I think in the long run, I think obviously it will it will benefit us. It's just the fact of it's it's such a tough game to come back with. The Drogheda are such Drogheda are a really dangerous team. Yes, yeah. whether we can get back up to the level we were at quickly. Yeah, Pats and straight afterwards. It's that's it's right. Just uh, you know, Pats away. We're coming back in with Longford and Waterford. We'd all be like, "Oh, this is great. We've had a break. We come back and ease ourselves back." Exactly. Yeah, just, uh, and I think on that, Magoo, it's only in the most it's only in the more recent games or the the, the last number of games that we've played that we. We've begun to hit the kind of tempo that we we needed. Um, yeah. Obviously, it didn't happen in the Derry game, but from there, I think we kind of upped it and we were able to to bring a tempo to the games that was missing definitely last season and that was missing at the start of the season. Yeah, hundred percent. And that's just that, that's all. Your that's it's not, it's not that the break won't do us good because I think in the long run it will. It's just you know you'd hope that we're back at it as quickly as possible, or even just get over the line any way we can Saturday night. Yeah, you look at coming off the block of games that we had there as well, you know, with Longford Shams and Finn Harps, like they were, they were draining both mentally and physically. You could see it in the lads coming towards the end of the Finn Harps game, like it was tough on them. So it, it, there's, no, there's no easy block of games this season at all. It's unbelievable the way it's coming. It is all coming thick and fast. Like you look at the next, th- the, the next three, I'm always taking it in blocks of three. And, you know, what is it? It's draw had a dirty impact. Like Jesus Christ, yeah, it's relentless. And do you expect? Do any of you expect um, Harps to do any favors in Tala? No. <laughs> uh, Roll over yeah. and scratch your belly. Yeah. <laughs> They'll give yeah. them four points if they put. Yeah. <laughs> and then giving sh- them a guard of honor just for the crack. Yeah, and then Shams, <laughs> Shams are away to Waterford after that. So I mean, they they can make a bit of hay here, like you know. Um, before yeah. they, they face um, Bowles and Dalymount uh, in the third game after the break. So um, there's two, they'll be looking at an e- they'll be looking at six points straight away, you know, for, for the first two games back. Well, look, just in relation to Shams, though, you have to look at their last few performances. They've been poor, Cat. really poor. Yeah. And Harps as well, like, you know, that, that loss hit them hard against us. They really did feel like they should have won that game, judging by Ollie Horgan's comments after. So he'll be... He'd be eager to get points back on the board straight away. So, look, you never know. Yeah. They'd be more inclined to hold on. Sorry, Jerry, go on. Sorry, Sean, you're not finished. Go on ahead. No, no, no. I was just going to say they'd be more inclined to hang on than maybe Longford would have if they do sit, sit in behind the ball. They're, they're more experienced at doing it. Yeah. And listen, they're really banking on Richie Towell. He's four games away. He's got to bet into that team as well, like, you know. So... You know, it might necessarily work for Shams or it mightn't work for Richie Tao either for in relation to that relationship, you know. So um I don't know what my point is there. <laughs> well, Jerry, <laughs> well, I think I think what you're saying what you're saying is that uh, Tell me what I'm saying, Magoo, please. There is there is a there is a chance for Harps, like because like Shams are having a Shams difficulty in scoring goals, I think. So you know if if you don't score, like even one goal, you're, yeah. you're never safe with only one goal, especially with Harps, with the way they're set pieces and stuff. So you never yeah. know. Funnier things have happened. Yeah, well, let's uh, hope uh, Tunde Olabi can um, 
can get at them. And um, listen, the Harps won their first game up in Derry for the first time ever this season, so you never know. You never know what can yeah. happen. But I, I just what I, what I was going to come in there and say, look, look, realistically, you have to still expect Shams to run away with the league, I think. Sorry, really? Yeah. Yeah. Look, they've got the strength and depth. Well, you were, it's a 36-game well, 30, season. I just still expect him to win it by at least 12 points. Ah, uh, here. Well, that's an awful What to drink away. That's really Stephen Bradley great. standing behind you with a gun to your head. Why are you wearing a green hat, Jerry? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just think we need to we need to kind of... Cool the Jets a wee bit. Top, top three, top four is the expectation from the start of the season. Um, we, we have that a small is, but squad. But expectations change during the season, though. Yeah, but hold on. We have a small squad. Things have gone for us. We're going to hit a... It's not a purple patch, sorry. Uh, we're probably going to hit a patch where things aren't going to go for us. And it's how we deal with that. And, uh, you know, do we have the squad that, that we can deal with that? Um, so I, is, I do think that Shams will will run run away with the league, to be honest with you. Okay, so... Well, Shams, as long as we're top four, I don't care. Yeah, so Shams have a hectic schedule in Europe, Jerry. Well, do they? Shams have five... Shams, yeah, they have at least... No, they have at least five ties to play, Four. as far as I know. Is and, it? Yeah, and if they, if they win one, it can go up as far as uh, seven or eight, depending on how to do. So, like, yeah. and that's consecutive weeks for the first thing. So, that you could have them, there could be a way of tracking around Europe for five or six weeks in a row. They're already injury hit as well. Yeah, like that's... Yeah, but I, I, don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Like, that, that can be a bit of a bit of a, but Jerry, excuse as well. That just stems from English football. Um, this kind of crack, you know, oh, they played on... Wednesday, they can't play again on, on Stun. It's not a try to be honest. With you. They're, they're going to be charged on planes left, right, center. It's not, you know, they're flying the dog and flying out of Dublin. It's, it's, it's uh, a trip to Sligo is probably harder than a trip to, I don't know, Budapest. But not if you're doing it every week, Jerry. That's the difference. Uh, but I don't think they will. I don't think they will. Right. Uh, so, Jerry, if you're on the committee, right, you're on the committee of Sligo Rovers, and I ask this question to all of you, right, is this season not the opportunity for, I think, you know, I don't want to be repeating myself, I probably said this in previous episodes as well, is this season not the opportunity for Sligo Rovers to go all out and try and win this league? Uh, you've got a, a, a weakened uh, Shamrock Rovers team, uh, you've got the richest uh, club in the league has ever seen down in sixth or seventh position in Dundalk, uh, the 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 transfer window is coming up in July. Are you not going to splash the cash cash to try and capitalize on this opportunity that's being presented to Sligo Rovers, who currently sit top of the SSC Electricity League, to win the bloody league? I think that's um, like I, I'm not. I, 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 sorry, sorry, just to, sorry to cut across. I'm not talking about spending stupid money, but pushing the no, boat out. Like you know, getting those players where you're going to spend a grand a week on a striker. Or whatever it might be, or maybe twelve hundred quid a week on a striker to really, you know, push it out to, to try and win this bloody league. Well, I, I would I would bring in two players if luck. It's easier said than done, and it's easy for us to say to find two players of, I suppose, of a certain caliber that warrant giving that type of money to. Considering uh, it's a lot of money to us, it might be a lot of money to Shamrock Rovers, might be a lot of money to Dundalk, but it's a hell of a lot of money to Sligo Rovers. So you have to be. 110% sure that you, the guy you are getting and you are maybe prepared to pay one grand, 12 grand, or sorry, one grand, 1,200 a week. He needs to be the real deal. So it's easier said than done. And in fairness to Buckley and Dave Campbell and John Russell, I think they understand that the money means a lot here. And 
Buckley has turned down the chance of look, they haven't uh badgered the, the board for money to get certain players because they understand that the player needs to be the right player. And you hear that I know that's a bit of a cliche, but for us it does matter. We can't give someone a grand or twelve hundred euros a week unless you're the real team. It's very, very difficult to find that player. It's even more difficult to bring them to Sligo. But if there's an opportunity there and it is the right player, I would definitely be looking to bring in two of those type of players and take a chance. And maybe not taking a chance on, on winning the league, but just maybe getting us, getting us into Europe. And I think that then we can look at maybe winning the league you know, or going for a title challenge next season. But I think it's imperative. It's so, so important that we qualify for Europe again next season. Look, we win, go through one leg in the Europa Conference and you're talking about going out the second round and you're taking 450,000. That's almost half our season's budget. So, yeah, I would go and push the board out to bring in two of those players, not necessarily to win the league, but to, to, to secure Europe. But Dunner, um, Shams are going to be stronger next season. So the opportunity is gone. I mean, we're in it to win it, to quote uh, former England women's ladies football team manager, women's football team manager. We're in it to win it. Look, I understand where you're coming from on it, but I'd be kind of more along the lines of what Jerry's saying is kind of steady progress and, you know, build towards it. Like, yes, there's an opportunity there, but what happens when you go shelling out for players and, we, and then we end up, look, we don't, we don't win the title, you fall flat in your face, you're left with big wages then for another season again. And you're back at square one. You know, you're offloading big name players and trying to rebuild again. And you've got to be very careful. I think the way they've, they've gone about their business so far has been perfect. Like we could easily shell out in July now and you could bring in another big player. Like Rona Murray was a big player when we signed him. And it was a disaster. Truth yeah. be told, look, I'm not getting at Rona Murray. That's not an attack on him by any way. He'd say the exact same thing. I yeah. think he even did in the podcast recently that it just didn't work out. It's like Rovers. That's a big wage. And we were all very excited. Yeah. yeah, and you know you're left in that situation, and it just doesn't work. We don't have the resource the resources for that. Like as Jerry says, Jerry Dick Shams can have a Rory Gaffney. He sat on the bench ninety percent of the time last year. You know he's only come in to play this season for them. Like he's on massive money, I'm, I'm sure over there. He didn't come back from England for, you know, for a couple of quid a week. And we we have to get it right in the transfer market. July is so important to us, and if it can't be just here, throw the, throw the wallet at it, see what happens, because God knows what could happen after that. Magoo, you're with me. We've got to take a risk here, don't we? Well, yes and no. Um, obviously, <laughs> We've convinced like, them. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, there's no there's no guarantee with any player. Like, There's no guarantee yeah. with any player. You can, you can sign Lionel Messi tomorrow and he'll get injured and that your money is down the drain. Like, So there's never a guarantee with any player. So okay. on that side of things, I will be in agreement with lads, with Jerry, and that that we have to be as as cautious and it has to be as foolproof as it can be. Like it's never guaranteed, but you yeah. know, as as much as it can be, we have to without just not throw it away willy nilly and just take a chance at somebody. All the research will be done, and the boys will do that. Liam and Dave and John, as Jerry said, will do that. They'll have every no stone will be left unturned in that regard. But there is, in my view, an opportunity there to challenge for the title. Not saying win it, but there is an opportunity to challenge for the title, even with the team we have now, I mm. believe. With the team we have now. Like, we don't know if Shans might bring in other players, but if it's just Richie Towell they're bringing in, 
I still don't think our Sabre Jerry's getting it to finish 12 points above us because they're not that much better than us. We haven't even hit our peak yet in regards of how good we can be, I would say. And like right now on the pitch, if you look at the teams, I think we're every bit as good as them. And we proved it last night up there. Yeah, and Shams are taking... We're every bit as good. They're not better. Shams are not taking anybody apart. They'll bring back a couple in and... No, they're not. And they're having look. I looked at the start of the season, and everybody's laughing at me when I said Rose. And I was a bit tongue in cheek when I said it. But I was looking around, thinking we finished fourth last year, and I looked at the three ahead of us. Shams were losing a heap of goals and assists out of their team in mm. Burn and McAniff, and quality. And uh, Bowes were losing a heap of goals out of their team in Andre Rice and uh, what was that fellow went to Brighton? Grant, yeah, Grant, Grant. and uh, and and Walker. And Mandrew, yeah. And Dundalker, a circus. Like, so I was thinking the opportunity is there to push on from fourth up to into the top three. But then as the season has panned out, I think we've proved ourselves. Like, we're deservedly top of the table at this moment in time. Nobody can deny that. We've been the best team so far this season. And, like, we have, if you look around the league, like, we're sick of saying we have the best keeper in the league. We have the best centre-half partnership in the league. We have, by far and away, the best midfielder in the league. I don't care what anyone says about that. You can talk about Chris Forrest or, or Danny Mandrew or McCann all you want. Greg Bulger is by head and shoulders the best, fo- the best midfielder in the league. So, yes, we'll have to be lucky with injuries and we'll have to ride our luck a bit in other things and like suspensions, what we have coming up now and that might hurt us. But I don't see why we can't be in a tight race. Okay, uh, before we finish up on the, the um, you know, what we need to do to push things on before down the end of the season, um, uh, just quickly from each of you, what, what, so what sort of player do we need? Or what sort of players, position-wise, um, you know, it's, it's uh, difficult for us to identify who we might be signing. Um, but player-wise, position-wise, uh, Magoo, what do you, what would you like to see come in in the first of July or around July with the July window? What um, do we need? Uh, I, you know, it's hard when you look at it. When you think, if you look at a position, you think, oh, but sure. We have players for you know you think centre forward, but sure Romeo's there, De Vries is there, Johnny Kenny's there, you know you look at centre halves, right backs. That we're kind of covered. There's all there's players who can play in all sorts of positions, so we're kind of covered in that regard. But I would imagine, um, so who who would be the, the big fact that, the fact that Gibson has been pushed in a lot lately to number ten? I would say a right right sided attacker, or right winger would probably be one that it might be on the cards. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, go on. No, I was going to say maybe a backup uh, centre midfielder because we okay. seen the other day when when Coley was injured and Greg was suspended, we were playing Banks in there, so that might be. But look, I don't know. Yeah, Jerry, where's the most damaging? You know, what, what if where would be the most damage done? Should we lose a player to injury? Who's our biggest? Don't ask fans? me that. <laughs> I'm asking you that then in the, in relation to you know what's the recovery you're trying to get in then like you know yeah um well what i'd like to see come in is probably a traditional type center forward um, big number nine yeah big number nine um a guy that can hold it up um and bring people into play and get into the box then um nothing too flash nothing too kind of nothing too you know just your traditional irish British type centre forward, I don't like to see him come in just to give us different options. Um, yeah, so uh, Marcus Hallows, <laughs> Dinny Cor- <Dinny> yeah. Corcoran, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dinny Corcoran, yeah. Look, a lot of people 
kind of, and I, I would have given out about him myself at the time, just I suppose because he was kind of playing different <laughs> games and he shouldn't have been playing and stuff like that. That, that was kind of annoying. But yeah, that type of player, like, you know, he's yeah. just, Dinny's luck, he's probably the best finisher in the league, isn't he? Yeah, does he get it? He's not going to game in, in Drada, though, is he? I think he was injured. He came on, he came on against Pats, he scored, equalised, and I haven't really seen him since then. Um, but like that, but, and then the game was pretty much over, I haven't seen him since. Yeah. But that traditional type of player I'd like to see. And then there's, look, I, I think it's kind of a testament to the players that we signed at the start of the season in that we can't pinpoint where exactly we would like players. We just want a little bit more depth, I think. Because the lads that are there, uh, you know, they're very adaptable and they can play in lots of different positions. And it's not even that they can play in lots of different positions. They can play bloody well in lots of different positions. So it just shows you that. And in fairness, look, Bames in his third year and the lads. And, uh, you know, it's taken... He's been given this time to get to this point and obviously deservedly so. But it just shows you if you have patience with a manager and give him time that he and he brings in his own players, such a difference that makes like and on on a shoestring budget as well, it has to be said compared to other clubs. Like mm-hmm. but we've got guys that are, are so so good and so in many different positions. So it's it just shows you how well we did sign at the start of the season. Yeah, that was home the point, Jerry. It hammered home Sorry. the point we were just making about yeah. uh, Hammer home the point we're just making about not that the money won't be thrown away when you see how good the recruitment has been. Yeah, that it yeah. won't be. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we don't have the biggest squad, we don't have the biggest budget, but going back to the point that we just made, we deserve to be top of the league. Yeah, that says it all, doesn't it? Yeah, uh, Donner, finally, uh, on this topic, what do you want to see coming in? What about it? Do we need any cover center half? Um, if anything should happen to. Our two stalwarts there. I think we could be okay centre half. From what we've seen from Blaney, I think he's an excellent player. You know, he's an excellent footballer. He's good reading of the game. Um, and if Danny Kane now is back fit, that's brilliant cover anyway. So you know, we all know what Danny Kane's capable of when fit. But um, I'd be more inclined to look for a centre midfielder, and it's just to add options because. Especially coming into Europe, I can't say he's playing two in, in the centre of the park in Europe. I'd say it'll be three. So you just need to give yourself that extra option as well. Like, you know, we'll have Cauley, Moran and Bulger. And that's that's all we really have at centre center of the park. You know, natural so, uh, centre midfielders. Are you looking for a number six or a number eight? Um, Probably a number six. So we'll just add that wee bit more stale in that. But, and then I'd like to see is someone who can play across the front line all throughout it, who can play either wide right, left, or through the middle. Just think someone will give you that more, just the, the options again. You know, yeah. I think Buckley likes that anyway. So, you know, I agree with what Magoo was saying in regards to the strikers. I think we are kind of set there. And I was thinking about getting a striker before, but just listening to Magoo, you know, you have three lads there that are well capable of getting us goals. So, yeah. I go along with the sentiment failure. That'll be my main one anyway, sentiment failure. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Listen, we'll leave that there. Um, so, um, the final topic we'll finish up with on uh, this uh, episode of the podcast is um, next Tuesday will be all eyes will be on um, our face in Europe. And um, so, uh, Jerry, I think, um, w- am I right in saying that 
there's two draws coming up on Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, the Tuesday draw is for round one and it's quickly followed on Wednesday for the second round. Um, and we've mentioned it before in the podcast, we're anticipating some sort of uh, regional aspect to round one. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Um, yeah, so the way it usually works out is that uh, you have, uh, I think it's like seven groups of five. Uh, and the five groups will be kind of, you'll have like, say, C1, C2, C3, and so on and so forth. Um, it kind of works like that in one, um, say, ball one is pulled out. So many clubs are attached to that ball. So it's not like a case of where Sligo Rovers are actually pulled out of the hat. It's more of a case where you're, all the number ones played the number threes and yeah. the number fours played the number ones. And so that's kind of how it works. And it works quite quickly. It's not drawn out like it would have been years and years ago. I'm not sure why they don't have the two draws on the same day. That in itself is kind of dragged out over two. But um, yeah, so we're not seeded. Um, and there's a list of the teams that are that we can't face on the on slugrovers.com. There's some teams there that, you know, I'd say two thirds of the teams in the draw you would you wouldn't mind getting, and there's also there's one third where you'd like to stay away from. And so, like every every competition, you need the, the look of the, the draw too. I think. Yeah. Um, any particular teams there that you would definitely like? I mean, are we looking at Coleraine up up the north? Is that the main kind of target? Yeah. Um, look especially now at the moment with COVID and that and, and things like travel and stuff like that, look, it's not going to be possible to get away to the first round away leg. There's a slim, very slim possibility of getting away to the second round leg. So from a financial point of view as well, and because we're not going to get away, you'd like to get a team that you'd think that you'd be capable of beating and Coleraine would fit into that category, I think, yeah. It yeah. would suit us down to the ground. We know what we're dealing with as well. On the, on the other side of it, you wouldn't like to be getting the likes of Spartak Tarnave again because, look, those guys are in a, in a different league in fairness to them. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. I only noticed them in the draw. Um, I was lying in the bed the other night looking at my phone and spotted them. Um, there wasn't, I know it was a long time ago, different teams, obviously. There wasn't a huge amount between us um, when we played them over there. Like, we were very, we took the lead, I think. In fact, I don't remember much about that trip, but I think we did take the lead. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Did we not? No, we were like 2 0 down pretty early, and I know Pierce. Oh, we were. Yeah, 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 yeah. Early in the second half, but yeah. it was kind of over by then. But uh, um, no, there was, but at the same time, too, I think it was just more in terms of naivety on our part in, in, from playing in Europe, more so than them than actually that much better than us. And I think as a club, we've we're much further on in terms of know-how and, and on and off the pitch when it comes to Europe. So yeah. I wouldn't be as overawed by playing Spartak Tarnava, but at the same time too, you'd rather be getting someone like Coleraine, um, maybe Bala, someone like that, uh, than, than, than one of the top sides, like, you know, like yeah. Maribor or fucking Sarajevo or any of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know, lads. Uh, McGoo and Dunner, if you got a chance to look at any of the opposition or anybody stand out to to you, I'd be looking for Coleraine. That's that's the way. That's the draw I want. So there's nothing. Uh, maybe um, I know TNS are there. There possibility, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. That'll be a tough game as well. Like, but yeah, there's two Welsh teams that we can possibly get. So we can get the New Saints or uh, Bob Town. So, look, just going on, I suppose, um, 
historic uh, reasons you'd, you'd prefer to get bala than the new sense new sense are pretty uh decent coefficient that'll be a very good side. yeah they have a good side record against the irish side still i think so um yeah like when you look at it there, just to like Jerry, you mentioned the article that's on sligorovers.com, um, and they do list out the the countries and the teams, the clubs within those countries that we could face. I would say um, the vast majority of them really, I don't like to look at them. Like I don't think we want to be playing anybody from you know the Eastern Europe, uh, even Hungary, um, you know the Montenegros and the Moldovas, um, Slovenia's. Obviously, we've been in Slovakia before. I think we want to avoid all those. And you're picking, you're looking at your Andorras, uh, you're looking at your Andorras, you're looking at your, uh, your Northern Ireland, your Andorras. Uh, uh, <laughs> but look, really, it's, they're few and far between, like, you know. Do Larn yes. go into it? They Larn. just want a cup there. Larn. I don't think so, no. They just want a cup. Uh, they're just qualified for Europe. What, what did they qualify for? They probably won't come into that, yeah, actually. Well, uh, they're, they're not listed here, yeah. but... I wouldn't, I wouldn't... I wouldn't. I'd rather try and avoid a team from the north too, because it brings the the like the derby element into it. Do you know what I mean? They'll, they'll, yeah. I'd, I'd rather I'd rather just get a team from San Marino or or Gibraltar, so and, and just go and beat them handy enough and get through the round. Yeah. Yeah. Look, it's all about getting through the round, isn't it? I think um, because that said, look, you know, oh, look, we'd all love the trip and all that, but at the end of the day, if we can get through the round, that sets us up for next season. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, and takes a lot of pressure off the club, so. And that's where you build your successes, where you can repeatedly qualify for Europe and get into that bracket of where, you know, over and the next five seasons, you qualify three times. Well, onto the gravy train. Well, I'm already yeah. looking ahead to get in Roma. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, what, what, time, what time of the year, what month are we looking at there for Roma to come along, Donner? I think it's that'd all groups, isn't it? That'd be, that'd be in the group stages. or yeah, yeah. No, no, no. They're in the third qualifying. Are they? Right. Oh. In August. Oh, I think it's August time, yeah. Yeah, and I've just seen that uh, Ryanair, they've doled out a heap of cheap flights this morning. So you can book your flight now for 20 quid uh, into, into Rome for uh, for the second week in August. And uh, Sc- Skull and Pints and Moonies with Jose Mourinho for the home line. <laughs> <laughs> or Skull and him. In the beer garden. Yeah, yeah the new, uh, new beer garden. Yeah. Um, Huey, Huey will be your, your host for tonight, Jose. <laughs> <laughs> I, I drove by there on and he was bringing people to their to their to their chairs and everything. So he was he was, he was in his element. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Okay, so I think uh, I think that's that. Um, have you anything anything else to anything else of note on the European stuff that we can um, that we should raise? So the draw is on at 12 o'clock on Tuesday on UEFA.com. So it's streamed live. So if you want to tune in, maybe yeah. if you have your tea break or whatever around then. Yeah. And, uh, and it doesn't take too long, as far as I know. Um, so, yeah, it should be... Look, it's... it's uh, it, uh, Cup draws are always nervous affairs, but this is... this is For me, I think this is like so nerve-wracking. Yeah. Just want to get through. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So... Um... Yeah, just to remind you to um, to uh, get your predictions in for the Drada game, for your chance to win uh, your case of White House beer using the hashtag beer scorecast. And um, so, yeah, you can tweet us or you can use it. You can enter it in on Facebook. Uh, hashtag beer scorecast and put in your uh, prediction along with tagging the trust and the White Hag Brewing Company. 
And also to say, after the draw of the game, you can get your shouts from the shed end in for next week's podcast. Just email podcast at B-O-R-S-T dot I-E. And uh, keep it nice and short. 30 seconds is more than enough. Just state your name, your location, give us your thoughts on the game. And uh, we'll put it together for next week's podcast. Uh, any other business, lads, before we wrap up? No, just that we'll be on at 10 o'clock after the game on Saturday night. And it'll be unusual to go back to playing at 7.45 on a Saturday night. Yeah. It's been a while. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and uh, obviously there'll be hundreds of rovers heads in there. Uh, yeah, the showgrounds that is. So uh, for pits, yeah, it'd be great. It'd be great. It'd be great to get shouts from people who are actually back in. Yeah, yeah, how, how to feel and and all that kind of stuff of being back. Literal shouts from the shed end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Authentic shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that'd be great if you are attending the game. Um, let us know what it's like to be back in the showgrounds and. Um, Hopefully, over the coming months, uh, we will see more and more people getting in there. Um, like, what, Jerry, you were questioning that today. How come, how come uh, St. Pat's are allowed to have 200 in there? Surely they're not on a bigger capacity than us, do they? Yeah, they do. I saw I Googled it and went on to Wikipedia. And they've got like a, a capacity of 5,400 or 5,200. I, I don't know how you can figure that one out. The ground's but much, much smaller than showroom. It's yeah, steam, it's, though, it's, isn't it? No, but you know the, the goal, the shed behind but the goal. But they only have seats on two sides. Yeah, remember the away stand where you saw a stand behind the goal? Under yeah, the, yeah, that's the, open yeah. still, isn't it? Yeah, well, I thought that was condemned, no? You, you see, they, they took the roof off it. Yeah. Ah, but, so. but how do you... Ah, but well, are they are they The standing space, the terrace space, they're putting... They're just picking a figure out of the sky, really, and saying, oh, you fit X amount of people in there. Yeah, well, they have to be. Yeah. Um, and like even the the comic, like that's that that's only, all, is only about one third of the pitch. And that's you know, there's no there's no seats over there, is there? No, 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 yeah. no. That's just a small terrace. Yeah. So like where the camera on the camera side, that's where the comic is, and it's to the right of the camera. It's about maybe one third. Could be correct me if I'm wrong, but from what I can from what I know, it's about one third the length of the pitch. Not even maybe about eight steps deep. Like you fish, and it narrows. It narrows as well, Jerry. It's not eight steps yeah. the whole way along. It narrows in. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, look, ah, look. Yeah, fair play to them, fair use to them. Uh, yeah. I'd be, I'd be trying to do. Look, in fairness, the Rovers, they've been, and we said amongst ourselves, they've been ultra uh, strict when it comes to the, the COVID guidelines and regulations and all that. And look, you have to take your hat off to them. And look, they're playing it by the book as well. Yeah. Um, but I'd be of the opinion that if I could shoot an extra hundred people in, I'd be going for it because at this stage now it's it's from the government's from looking at the government's reasoning, it's just it's ridiculous to only allow hundred people in to so, say somewhere like the showgrounds. Um uh, but you can you know, I don't know, have a pint outside, but you can't watch football outside. I don't know, it's just it's yeah. crazy. I go to the cinema. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We can we can watch the match so, in the cinema. Yeah. 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 Uh, also, um, we got great reception as well, or great um, feedback on the uh, the train to the White Hag, where hopefully we'll get to watch um, a bit of football as well. So, um, yeah, thanks to Bob for, for coming on last week. Okay, listen, lads, we'll, we'll, we'll leave it there. Um, still top of the league. Here's to uh, maintaining our, our uh, position at the top after Saturday night's game. And um, and to Finn Harps absolutely sticking at the shams and, you know, he's working <laughs> out for us. Uh, so uh, on that note, um, thanks to our sponsors, the White Hag Brewing Company. Thanks to Barry Creed solicitors, Sligo and Dublin. Uh, thanks to you, Magoo. Cheers, Connor. Cheers, boys. Thanks to you, Jerry. 
Cheers, Connor. Big week, Cage. Big week. And Dunner, uh, thanks a million for joining us. Cheers, boys. Okay, that's a wrap. Cheers, lads. We will never forget this day.